welcome to episode 180 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I am Janelle Vecchio, and I'm 43 years old, and I'm a teacher. Good job. Thank you. There's no need to be ashamed of your age, right? No. It's funny, because I told somebody the other day I was 42, I think. Yeah. You you de-aged yourself. You get to it. think about it, yeah. I didn't do it on purpose. Sometimes I have to, like, consciously remember how old I am. Yeah, that's weird. But I've always had to do that. Like, since I hit my 20s, I've always had to, like, after 21, I don't remember. Who knows? Well, I just find out how old you are and then subtract one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Only for half the year. For half of the year. Some The other half of the year, I find out how old you are and then I'm the same. But guess what? What? You remembered our fights. I did. You guys remember last week, we had a whole fight segment about how I couldn't remember what our fight segment was. We were like going back and forth. We thought we'd never remember and you remember. I did. So we're going to do a fights. Now, as I mentioned last week, this isn't really a fight that we've had with someone. It's more of a fight we've observed and many of you guys are probably familiar with it, but it's just something I had to bring up. We aren't the first people to discuss this, and we won't be the last. But we had to talk about the situation with Disneyland and Walt Disney World and the Lightning Lane Genie Plus nonsense that's going on. It's so gross. So gross. Like, we go to a lot of different amusement parks. Yes. I mean, not in the last... In the Two past. years, but <laughs> in the past. And we're always, like, ill with the upsells of the people paying to cut. Yeah. Like, that's always been, like, gross. And the Disney difference has always been... They don't do that. They don't do that. Well, so let me just give, like, a brief rundown of what's gone down here. So, yes. for the last, I don't know how long, when did Fast Pass start? Like, 20 years ago? So long ago. Something like that. You know, they started the system of Fast Pass. It's always been free. You can get a certain number of Fast Passes throughout the day. There's been different methods of distribution of and it. And sometimes, like, you can get more depending on the day. And it's been the seamless system that's... Yeah. And basically, it lets you choose a few rides that are your priority throughout the day that you can go to the front of the line on. But everyone has the same access. So it doesn't increase wait times overall because assuming everyone participates in the program, everyone gets that same opportunity to go to the front of one line at a time. And so, you know, the the ride time is still the same overall. Mm -hmm. It may momentarily go up in one ride or another, but... You know, if you play the game, it works out nicely. And that way you can prioritize and you're not boxed out of doing a ride that was really important to you. So, you know, it can be a good system. It was controversial in some ways, but for the most part, everyone liked it because it was free. Yeah. It's more, it's a game that you play throughout the day. It's not something that you had to pay extra for. Well, just recently they announced and implemented, it's actually been out for a little bit now, the Genie Plus program. And basically... You, they have an app on the phone, and it's supposed to help you plan. It's kind of like replaced or is a part of the My Disney app. I don't know. It's confusing how it's laid out. We haven't tried it, obviously. And what, there's, there's a free one, which is just kind of a planner. But then there's the paid tier. The first paid tier is $15 per person per day. So we're talking for a family of four, $60 for one day, right? Mm-hmm. And for that price... You get 
uh, fast pass. Basically, it's just fast pass. Exact same thing. You get a certain number of tickets per day. Mm -hmm. The difference is they don't distribute them on site. You do them only on your app. And you can't, you know, they've even limited some of the ways it works. And not all the rides that are typically on FastPass are included. Because that's for the next tier. The next tier up is like, I think it's Lightning. It's called Lightning Lane. Is mm. the Instead of FastPass, they changed the name. And like the Lightning Lane Plus is for the premier rides, your Star Wars stuff that, you know, are really in high demand. Or the new rides like Ratatouille. You pay more for those. You pay, not only do you pay more, you pay per ride. So some of those can be up to $15 per person per ride. And you can do up to two rides per day like that, which would mean, again, $60 for a family of four to do one ride. But that's on top of the $60 you already paid to do the day on the thing. On top of the tickets. And if you want to do two of those rides on top of your tickets, not even counting ticket price, you're already paying $180 just for a family of four. And what's super crazy is they still charge tax. So it winds up that you could pay around $200 for one day just to go on a couple of rides to the front of the line. free Which before. used to be free. Yes. Included and in your ticket. It's like surge pricing on those extra. So sometimes like certain rides might cost a little less on the per ride thing. But, you know, in essence, that means you're paying like, let's say that new Ratatouille ride. If you paid $15 per person, $60 to ride one ride. That's more than like a carnival ride when you're right. like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's, I can't believe we just paid 20 bucks for a family to go on a Ferris wheel once. Well, this is like literally three times that right. for one ride. It's crazy. And I think the biggest key, like you said, is that it takes away that Disney magic. Because, you know, when the Fast Pass before, you have that Fast Pass line, you see people going to the front. But you know you have you access to those and you could do that and you played your game and decided to wait in this line so you could go on your Fast Pass. But yeah, it doesn't feel elitist it doesn't feel like classist like mm-hmm. these people have more money than me so they get to skip ahead of the line but always at other other parks it was like you feel that way yeah and they let anybody who paid extra they let them all in and so it makes right. the standby lines like really way long. longer because they hold it right whereas, whereas with fast pass yeah. they kind of folded them in a little bit at right time. Right, and so you always had that feeling of like, oh, these people just paid extra money to skip the line, because that's kind of the magic of being in a Disney park or you know other amusement parks where they don't do that, is that once you're in the door, everyone has the same access to the same stuff. Right. It doesn't matter if you're a super famous person who's rich, although sometimes they do get front of the line privileges, they, but still. If they hire a... A rich person, person, though, who just paid for a regular ticket, and you who paid for a regular ticket, you have the same access to everything. Right. And it's not, you don't have... The, that feeling of like having to explain to your kids why you can't go and do this thing because that person paid more money. And I'm not saying you can't have those conversations with your kids, but it's supposed to be magical and take you away from that. No, it's like everything else. Yes, it's just, it feels that way. And I'm not saying that we, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't pay for it. We've never paid for it at the other places, even if it's like, oh, well, it's a reasonable price. Because I've heard people make that argument. Like, oh, it's, it's only $15 per day. Like, that. No, it's supposed to be free, <laughs> and I'm not supporting that nonsense. But I've seen a lot of people that don't usually complain about Disney in any way. Yeah. Like, really mad about There's it, There's been too. a lot of backlash from fans, from, like, content providers. There's petitions. Yeah, like, it's real bad. Again, it just doesn't look good. It's driving people away. And the problem is, of course, that as long as people keep paying to do it, they're going to keep doing it because they're going to yeah. keep making money. But... I think what's going to happen, and they're going to find out, is that even though that's the case, eventually you're going to start having people not be satisfied with their experience. There is a point at which 
even though people really want it, people are not happy with your practices mm-hmm. and they're going to start staying away. And this is definitely one of well, those points. Take us, for example, like we're huge Disney fans. We're both former cast members. We, you know, eat, breathe, slept Disney like most of our lives. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't been to Disneyland since 2018. Like, we went to Disney World because we were going to get our 12 parks, like, in in a year. When that fell apart in 2020. But that fell apart. But it was, like, already kind of, like, more expensive than we ever... And we couldn't even stay on property for the first time. Yeah. They priced us out. Yeah, they are. Like, we had to stay off property and take... Well, and taxis then. Because also, and this is new development alongside of that, at the same time, it, well, Disney World, they've taken away now the free Magical parking. The Magical Express. The Magical Express, which is the free transport from the airport to the hotel if you're staying on property. Mm-hmm. They've taken away free parking at the properties a while ago if you actually like drive there. They also, in California, have increased parking like exponentially. Yeah. I don't know, they just, they've raised the prices and raised the prices and raised the prices and now are offering less for that because the FastPass program, again, because it had that balance, actually still worked out. But now that people can pay and other people are skipping, it's actually increasing wait times for mm-hmm. certain groups of people. So it actually is Based on making, how much money you have. Right, so it's actually making a lesser experience for people in the parks. I don't know. I hope that they figure that out yeah it's it's real bad it's not cool now the funny thing is i've seen a number of like uh youtube people who have done this thing where like one person goes in they go at the same time they have one person in their party do the thing where they pay for it and the other person who does it and just waits in the standby lane and if you play your cards right i've seen multiple people now who the person who paid for it and has to go to specific ones. You have to make like reservations yeah, for it and stuff. Yeah, you have stuff. to nip, plan what you want to do. That person gets on less rides because they're like locked in this thing where the other person's able to go, oh, cool, this ride's open. And I'm going to go hop in there. That's kind of what we thought. You know, we never tested it, but that's kind of what we thought at other amusement parks that yeah. do it. That it's like, we still get on more. I mean, in the end, yeah, you know, if... if if you're a super rich person and you're just going in for a couple of hours and you just want to skip the lines and then leave, like, I guess. But for the average person who's just, like, on vacation and wants to go hang out and have fun, I don't think it's worth paying extra. And we've had fun doing Fast Pass before, but the difference is, like, you know, let's say we got two Fast Passes and one of them is, you know, for a ride that we wind up not going on. Oh, well, you just do what you're going to do. It right, was free. Right, but you better use it if you're paying that much for it. Right, so now we have all these people who are not only, like, locked onto the schedule, but they're also locked onto their smartphones, like, trying to figure out, you know, how to get their next deal and paying for all their That's upgrades. That's what we need and, is people to be, like, less engaged yeah. in their families and it's, it's looking so, at their cell phones. It, it brings the whole experience down. And it's very disappointing. So, it's really, like I said, not a fight that we've had because we're not even going to the parks. And, you know, I would love to go to the parks again someday, but I will never pay for a system like that. Like, absolutely not. No. Um, Even more, you know, even recently at Disneyland, they did have those paid ones where you got, like, a few bonus, basically, things throughout the day. It was like, we did it because we were with 
some people who had it with their annual passes. Right. So if we wanted to go on to sync it up, right? With them, and they also ha- were having a deal where they got us like a really good deal on tickets. Right. So, so it kind of folded it was basically into the price. Like we were still paying less than a one day ticket price. Yeah. It like was reasonable, but they would they don't do that anymore. I didn't love that still. I mean, you know, our experience with it was basically like fast pass. Well, it was I, like Disney World offered for free. Right. So it wasn't my favorite system still, but now they've taken it like to the next level. Yeah. It already was like, ah, I wish they weren't doing this, but you know, it's a limited thing, blah blah blah. But now it's just now one out thing. of control. One upsell, I would say the one like upsell with Disney that we had such a good experience yes, with. Yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. Was the, what did they call it? I can't remember what it was, but it was the shuttle thing, right? Yeah. So At Walt Disney World. So we would go, we paid $15 a person for like the week we were there. Yeah, the whole time. And basically the express shuttle like picks you up in the back of Space Mountain and takes you through all these like tunnels and stuff and you get to go get dropped off inside another park. Yeah, so they had all these backstage entrances. Each place had a specific backstage spot. So first of all, as a Disney fan, just paying to get to go backstage at each one was fully worth it. Yeah. But also, once you're like in the front park, if you're going to park hop, you go to another park, you don't have to wait through all the lines. You're just already in the park and jump straight in. And I feel like they didn't like look at our ticket because they basically took us from that park. Yeah, yeah, to you're another just in. park. Once you're on, so you you're didn't in. have to go through the whole ticket exchange and. Yeah, you just had to show your magic band. As it well. would take you in the back of the park, so you didn't have to like. You know, it's fun to walk in the entrance one time, but when you're staying a whole week, like you yeah. just want to get to the back of the park and it get was on very the rides. cool. They don't do that anymore. They absolutely do. And not. that also reminds me of another thing: Walt Disney World took away. There's no more free magic bands. If you stay at a, a yeah, you have to pay hotel. For magic bands. You buy the tickets. It used to be free magic bands. Now those they are free didn't anymore. give us magic bands when we went right before the pandemic. Yeah. It was a, just a regular ticket. I don't know. I'm just that's what I'm saying is that they've taken away all these perks. They all used these to have. little things add up. And then raise the prices on everything. Yeah. So it's a lesser it's experience great if for more it's money. It's cheaper. Yeah. Like, okay. Take yeah. away some services, but. But no, it's anyway. for more money. But I did hear on another podcast I was listening to today. Disneyland is desperately hiring cast members, so uh, even with sign-on bonuses, so. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I fear that it's going to be a collapse. I feel like they've upset the balance of their (laughs) service and making people happy and making employees happy (laughs) and i'm afraid we're gonna have like a major upset to the you know disney Disney. it's uh, if they head down this path once you (laughs) head down the path to the dark side forever will it dominate your path something like that i probably messed up the quote there sorry star wars fans there's like i know disneyland is a you know billion dollar company but you always felt like they didn't put it first like it wasn't the and now it does feel like it's definitely forever will it dominate your destiny that's the quote i was trying Mm, to say sorry you figured it out i feel better now all right well that's the fight section so now we're gonna move on to the news let us know like if you guys are disney fans how do you feel about this and if you've gone or used the service like what did you think 
And also, if you are planning on doing this thing and you're actually going to use it, even though I don't personally support it, I'm really curious to hear about your experience with yes. it. So if you do, let us know. You can write to us at mandarinorangeshowgmail.com and tell us about all that stuff. Yes. So I'm curious to hear. And now it's news. And now the news. If you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, we're not sure if you can review us on the other ones, but if you can... Yeah, someone figure that out. Give us some uh, ratings there. If there's a place where you can rate, we would appreciate it. Right. And we did have good news. We got a new five-star rating this week. We did. We got another five-star rating. No comments. Still, rating is good. We say rate and review because we want both of those, and rating definitely counts. What's going to happen when we get less than five stars? I mean, is that even possible? (laughs) I kid, I kid. I don't know. I mean, I'd I remember rather... when Matt was on the show and his room escape started and yeah. he was talking about yeah. it. Now he's past that. I guess here's the thing. I'd rather have 10,000 stars or 10,000 ratings at average four than like five ratings at average five. You know what I mean? We have way more than five ratings. Okay, we do. I'm just giving you an example of how like <laughs> numbers, it's, yes. you know, eventually you're going to have those lower ratings. That's part of it. It's like sad. There's this one podcast I listened to about The Bachelor and I don't know, like, their fans, like, turned against them, and they, like, put out on social media to give them all one stars because of, like, something one of the hosts said. So they have, like, a 2.3 rating out of five. Ooh. What did they say? They, or is it, like, do you not know? I, it was a while ago, but that rating's, like, stuck with them <laughs> now. It's gone up a little, but... I think it was something like they have a behind-the-scenes producer, and the producer came on and said something very problematic. Yeah, well. And yeah. then, you know, it wasn't like even the hosts, but let's just say the producer doesn't come on and say things anymore. She's still the producer, but. Here's my thing. There's an amazing technology we have access to now <laughs> called editing. <laughs> And if you do have a guest that comes on that says something that you don't agree with or that you know they shouldn't be saying, you don't put that on there. It's real easy. And I will tell you this. Like, I edit our show, and I don't think you and I say stuff that's problematic, at least not for us, because that's not the type of people that we are. But if there's something that doesn't play well or that's not super funny or we try to trim it down or whatever, this is what you're hearing is an edited product. That's part of of entertainment. Right. So the excuse of, oh, we have so much fun. The only way you can see us unedited is if you watch our Mandarin Orange Show live. Right. That's where you're going to hear us say something that we shouldn't say. Just (laughs) kidding. We don't say that kind of stuff. But, I mean, you know, this is the thing. I realize without getting too far into it, I think that it's a good thing that people are held accountable for their actions. And yeah. If you want to have a public presence, if you want to put yourself out there, whether it's on social media or through some kind of entertainment thing or whatever, like, you know, you can. You can say whatever you want to say, and people have the right to respond to you how they yeah. feel like responding to you. And if what you say is offensive to certain people, they're not going to listen. And it could go both ways. And that's part of having free speech is that people are free to respond to your speech however they want to. Right. And the idea of like, oh, I can't, you know, we can't even say, you say what you want. But people (laughs) don't have to listen to you. Right. That's what it comes down to. Like, we can say whatever we want to on the show, but people don't have to listen to us. Exactly. But 
If you do listen to us and enjoy us, go ahead and give us a rating on wherever you listen to our podcast. Where can people um, write us a message? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we'd love to hear from you at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You can always write to us with questions, comments, thoughts on the show, whatever. Also, you can send us a message on our Facebook page. And while you're there, please join our Facebook group. That's where you can vote on our current 30-day eShop yes. challenge and other interactive stuff with us there. And people have been, and it's so fun. Oh, we'll get to the details on that yes. in a moment in the segment, but yes, that's been great. Of course, also, speaking of that, follow us on Instagram at Mandarin Orange Show. That's where we're doing the main story about the 30-day eShop challenge if you want to follow along and see the games we're playing and stuff like that. And of course, don't forget our TikTok. Of course, yes. There's we still only have five views on our last Vincent Price. It's so weird. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred, and then five. I don't know. I don't understand so, how TikTok works. Um, if you want to see some really yummy food, it was like one of our favorites. I think it's the TikTok old person penalty. They look at us and go, "Oh, they're in their forties, so they don't get to have like popular." Yeah, they're stuff. not young and hip. Because we cool. also like scroll through, and there's like someone that just was like. Oh, look, uh, look at my dog. It's funny. <laughs> and then that's it. That's the whole 1. thing. 1.1 million likes. I'm like, how does that, like, it's not, there's nothing even there. It's nothing. Now, there is some good stuff, though, too. There is great stuff that I understand why it's popular. But there's also things that I'm like, how, how does that, how does it catch on? I don't know. If anything, it's just a puzzle for me to crack. Like, I don't need to be a TikTok star. That's not my thing. But I just want to know why. Yeah. What's the secret? And I, I know that we do different things than other people. And I think stuff is funny that other people might not find. But some of the things that are super popular are mind-blowing to me. I do yeah. not understand. I agree. So if anyone has the secrets to the life, the universe, and everything while I'm still 42, let me know. All right. Okay, a couple more quick announcements before we move on to other stuff. Uh, the next PopVox Presents, our live stream series that we do with bands over at PopVox Music on our Facebook page, is November 13th. We've got the band Stairwell, who is awesome. Jonathan Caro is going to be joining me from Stairwell. He was in the band Bloodshed. He's in the band uh, My Compatriots, Windowsill Audrey, Pilot Whale, like so many different bands. So many good Stairwell things. is one that he did with some of the other guys from Bloodshed and other bands, and they're awesome. And they haven't done stuff in a while, and they've kind of had a little, you know, resurgence. They've gotten together and done some new songs, and so we're going to have them on the show. I'm so super that'll stoked. be next weekend. That's November 13th, and then just a heads up, December 4th is our 24th annual Blue Christmas. Again, a live stream. It's going to be great, so make sure you set that date aside for us. And then we are going to do another Mandarin Orange Live sometime in November is our plan, but no definite date set on that yet. Yeah. It's we'll a busy to, month, so we'll see. Very busy. It might be a short one this month. Yes. Maybe we'll do it live from wherever we wind up on Thanksgiving. I think that would be actually really fun. Mandarin Orange live on vacation? Yes. Ooh, actually, I think that's a good idea. Because, you know, we'll have free Wi-Fi. It'll be a crossover with my vacation pants. Yes, it will. All right, I think that might be a good plan. We'll see. One final shout out for the other episode of a, a guest episode I did on another podcast, Your Music Saved Us, episode 24. The name of the podcast is Your Music Saved Us. And um, I was a guest on there talking about the band Bloomsday. If you're into music or you just want to hear me talk in great detail about a band you might not have ever heard of, check out Your Music Saved Us. And what um, have we been up to this week? Well, last week we recorded on Audrey's birthday eve. So, Audrey, now, our daughter, is 13 years old. 
16. Which I cannot believe. It's kind of mind-blowing. But she's amazing. She's perfect. We love her. She's great. She's never going to be a surly teenager. No, she's wonderful. And so we did, you know, on her actual birthday was like a school day. And so we did some fun celebration stuff throughout the day in between classes and things. Um, And then... Saturday was like her big day where she got yeah. to have, you know, all day celebrating her. Although we've done multiple other smaller <laughs> celebrations throughout the year. I mean, we spoil our kids. And, you know, during the pandemic time, we've definitely gone a little over and above what we usually ever Usually we, you know, do like a birthday party with their friends and, you know, that whole shebango. And, you know, we haven't been able to do that in a couple years. So... Spoiling them material-wise is... Well, an activity. We basically gave her a queen for a day on Saturday, and she got to pick largely what we did is watch baby videos of her, which she loves to do. I got so many ready, and I found, like, baby videos that we've, like, never watched since we filmed them. Yeah, you found some deep archives. I mean, like, there's this one of them eating their chocolate easter bunnies that if i didn't just send a video to afe definitely would definitely get on like they're just going to town so much chocolate it's really funny so so that was really fun it was a good birthday celebration with audrey and then we did have a very exciting thing happen over the last week which we cannot talk about the details about yeah but i just have to mention it. it it's a tease that We'll be able to talk about it, like, eventually. Yeah, for sure. And we will be definitely talking about it when we can. But I'll just say that it was very surprising. It was something we were not expecting. And it happened so fast. And it was very, very, very exciting. Like, could potentially be really big news. Yes. um, We can't say any more than that. But just keep an eye out and keep in mind, Phil and Janelle have something (laughs) big up their sleeves. But you didn't talk about another thing that happened this weekend. What else? Halloween. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Audrey's birthday kind of, like, overwhelmed that in my brain. I didn't even yeah. think about Halloween. So Halloween was really fun, though. It was really fun. We actually went to Big Bear, and um, Matt set up his, like, outdoor room escape that he hasn't done in two years. I mean, it's not outdoor. It's in, like, a RV. Like a trailer thing. Trailer thing. It's a mobile. It's portable, yeah. And um, we did it, and we'd never done that particular one before, and it was so fun. It was really fun. And we just got to hang out with Matt. You know, my parents are out of town. Yeah. So it was just us with Uncle Matt, and we just had a lot of fun with them. It was great. I know. I just, I loved going somewhere and doing something. something. (laughs) Because it was just such a, like, welcome opportunity. Audrey and Luke's costumes were, Audrey was the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And Luke was Quicksilver, who is also Wanda's brother in the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, you'd think, why didn't they do WandaVision? Because a lot of times they've done pairings like that. But they finally... Got uh, it. They, well, I wouldn't say finally, but they've come to the realization that they didn't want to do like a couple that would be romantic yeah. in the real thing. <laughs> Even though WandaVision is the team in the show. So they did the brother and sister. And... uh they were so cute. It was super they, cute. It was the same thing they wore in the Halloween episode of WandaVision. Yeah, they did the Halloween so. costumes from the Halloween episode. But they look so it was great. cute. It was and perfect. I just, I love, and I hope they like always dress up and. 
I know. It's totally acceptable, though, now for adults to dress up, whereas I feel like... We just wore matching Spider-Man t-shirts. We weren't, like... We we sometimes dress up, but sometimes just get a t-shirt that... Yeah. It's fun. This year, it was more just getting theirs together was kind of a challenge. It was so, so hard because, like, you know, I'm still having to buy stuff online and doing it in advance. It's so much easier to, like, piece everything together... But missing packages, delays, we're not the only people dealing with that stuff, but it definitely has started to affect stuff. It all works out, though. It all came together. And, of course, the most exciting news that come out of the last week, and I'm sure everyone knows about this by now. I cried at work when I got the news. And I cried when you texted me, but... The vaccine for Luke's age, so the 5 to 12-year-old range. 5 to 11. Sorry, 5 to 11, because Luke just turned 11, was approved, and we've got an appointment for Luke to get it. No. So it's like the beginning of like a freedom relief. for us, relief. like relief. You know, obviously, we're still going to be careful in things once this comes around, but it's going to change a lot of stuff. It's going to make yeah. it so that we're not like stressed about protecting Luke in the same way that we yeah. were and you know and it's going to make it so a lot more people have access to that and, right and um, hopefully we can get you know with this under control yeah with access with a larger part of our population having access to it you know the more and more we can hopefully eradicate it and get back to some semblance of normal in and our world and it's a relief for me because I you know I work in a school setting where nobody none of the children can be vaccinated and I'm basically going in and risking exposing, you know, yeah. myself and my family every day. And and there's that's a lot of protections in place. It I been, do, like, a lot. <laughs> but there's still an added element of risk that there wasn't before. And so now... That's been hard. This is, this is really good. It's this very exciting. So, And you've never seen... I mean, Audrey was the same way, but you've never seen a kid so excited to get a shot. I know. You, oh. Two shots. So cute. So, I told him, too, because remember, when I took Audrey to get the vaccine, she got to pick, like, each time what we had for dinner. Yeah. So, Luke's thinking about... Well, we already know he's going to do a flame broiler. For one, but there's two doses. Yeah, but two weeks later, three weeks later... <laughs> He's just gonna want flame broiler again. That's my prediction. We'll see. We'll see. But flame broiler is good. Don't get me wrong. But that is like his thing. He's. Know? But I mean, not that you even have to reward him because he's so excited. But it's what Audrey. Yeah, you gotta be fair. fair. Sure. So. But yeah. So very soon. Big news. All right. Well, the other big news that's been going on this week, we've been in the midst of our thirty-day e-shop challenge. Mm. You guys have done a lot already. I know. it's We're into the month of November already, and we've already done, as of this recording, we've done three days worth of eShop challenges. And so just a reminder for people that don't know, every November we do a 30-day challenge where we do a different thing every day for 30 days. This year, we're doing the 30-day eShop challenge where I'm playing downloaded eShop games from our Nintendo Switch, stuff we haven't played before. Mm-hmm. Trying out brand new games. And we've done three so far. So let's go through them and talk about what we played. Okay. All right. Up first on November 1st. Oh, and keep in mind, the way that we've chosen these games, I have a big poll on our Facebook group, Mandarian Orange Show, the group. And it's an open poll throughout the rest of the month. It's got all the games that are possible listed on there. You can vote for them. And then as we do the games, I take those off 
and you can keep voting. You can vote for multiple games. Though. You can go on right now and vote for all of them. Yeah. Although that would kind of defeat the purpose. I always tell my students for table points, if I give everybody a point, that's like giving nobody exactly. a point. But so. <laughs> you can go on there, though, and vote throughout the month. And so if your game that you want the most gets picked, vote again, vote some more, try to bump stuff up the list, whatever. Also, I usually will have over on our Instagram page, if there's something that's in a tie or close, you know, yeah. I'll have votes over on Instagram yeah. to help break the tie. So just to get people on the different platforms an opportunity to participate in those decisions. So here's what we got. November 1st, we played the Namco Museum Archives Volume 1. And? Well, so again, these are games I've never played before, but... This one's really cool. These are like a collection of Namco games. Namco, most famous for doing Pac-Man, amongst other arcade games. Galaga, Dig Dug, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. They've done a collection on basically every video game system ever since video game systems existed. I have tons of them with different combinations of games. But this one's unique. It's the first time that they've done one like this. It's a bunch of their games, but not their arcade games. It's actually the games, uh, the versions that were on the NES the Nintendo versions, or Interesting. or the ones that were on the Famicom, which is, you know, the Japanese equivalent, right? So some of them, on this one, most of them were on NES, but there's a few that were unique to the Famicom that haven't come over here before. And then, so there's 10 games in the regular collection of NES games, and then there's one bonus game that's, like, new and totally unique. And in this case, they took a game, I think it was, like, 2007, they did Pac-Man Championship Edition, which was kind of a big remake of Pac-Man, and it had a lot of new game mechanics in it and it was very fancy it was on like xbox and other systems and stuff but they took that and they kind of they call it a demake and they made it into an nes style game so it's really cool it's like a unique game to this collection so we kind of focused on that on this because that's the most unique but it's fun collection. so is that the same as in um master chef when they uh, they deconstruct it. Deconstruct it. Sure, yeah. It takes it down to its basic elements. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I'm glad you could connect with that. <laughs> so that one was really fun. And then the second day, day on November 2nd, we played Labyrinth City. Um, now, these ga- again, all these, I play the games every day, but I have you guys play with me some too. So Luke and Audrey have been playing some of these with me as well. But I'm the one that consistently does it throughout the month, so... Labyrinth City is really cool. You watched some of this, though, right? It was so pretty. It's basically a Where's Waldo book come to life. Mm-hmm. And you navigate through the scenes. There's, like, so much detail. Like, I don't know how long it took them. It's like you look at the Where's Waldo book, and there's just hundreds and hundreds of characters, and each one is doing a little mm-hmm. tiny story that's really funny. It's like that, but in motion all throughout the thing. And you're basically navigating through a maze. You're looking for hidden objects. You're trying to find these certain characters as you go through. The gameplay itself is fairly simple, although it's fun. It's a fun mechanic. But just looking at the world is really fun. Yeah. Like, I would say... You'd, like, spend hours doing that. Yeah. I, I, I've only, I only went through the first one, because each level is, like, a theme, kind of like in the Where's Waldo books. So the first one was in a museum. And I spent my entire time... I went through, I found all the hidden objects and just looked at all the different things. It's just really entertaining. It's like looking at a Where's Waldo book. The artistry is, like, a children's author that I actually, like do some really like close reading with her name is gail gibbons and the artwork's so similar like i was wondering if she had like anything to do because she's the author and the artist yeah there was this book about a castle i do like a close read with and it's the same kind of thing like all the little different parts of the castle 
you know, you have to, like, really look and see. It's very similar to Where's Waldo, too. But the, like, light pastel colors and things like that were very similar to her artistry. I don't think it is by her after looking it up, but um, I could see how you'd say the similar art style. Anyway, it's just it was really, really fun. And the funny thing is, on the NES, there was a Where's Waldo game. We actually had that game. Mm. I had it when we were kids. And this is the game that that game wished that it could be. That one was literally, like, it was just a big scene. You had to, like, look around through it and find Waldo, and you just, like, click on him, and it pops up. And we had fun with it as a kid. It's very basic. You can beat it in about five minutes. You know, but you can look through the pictures and stuff. This is that. This is what that game should have been. Yeah, for sure. And it really, I mean, it really, really was good. I didn't know what to expect. Audrey's played that one before on her system, but I never played it on ours, so... And, gosh, it was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. And then, on the third, we did Namco Museum Archives Volume 2. Now, we almost had to do them out of order, because Aaron, listener of the show, who we dearly love, voted for them out of order. (laughs) And for a moment there, I thought I was going to have to do two and then one, which... You know how. Someone with, you know, definitely some mild OCD tendencies was about to drive me crazy, but fortunately, level heads prevailed and some other people outvoted him. And, and I would have loved Aaron if Phil had to play him out of order. That would have had made me, like, extremely happy because I like when you have to do things differently than... <laughs> you like to challenge me, ...your yes. set ways. I know. Well, I, I appreciate Aaron voting regardless of what he voted for. And all of you guys can do that. That's one of the fun things about these challenges. You get to mess with me. Make me play a dumb game. Because there's a couple on there that we got as, like, free downloads that are probably real bad. Yeah. And you could, like, sort through those and well, find them. what are them. the names of them so people can vote for them? I mean, I don't know if I want to tell you. Like, <laughs> there's, there's some... I, I don't know. And I haven't played any of them, so I don't know. But there's sure. a few of those, like, mobile games turn switch games. Like, some of those cooking tycoon ones that were, like, free downloads that I'm pretty sure are bad. I don't know. I haven't played them. But they could be. But even the kids, like, because we they, we got a bunch of them for free, and I downloaded them. The kids played one or two, and they're like, yeah, we're good. So, I don't so know. So you could declutter your hard drive. Maybe. I could. Again, it's not it's not an issue. Like, it doesn't, it's not like a shelf where I have these things there. It's just a few megabytes that nobody ever notices. You know what I mean? Yeah, because... When you have, like, 30 tabs open on your computer, that's totally different than having a shelf full of stuff. Yeah, but this is on my Switch, and it's it's not the same <laughs> thing. Trust me, it's not the same thing. Like, I could delete them, but it's such a small file, it's not enough to make a difference for a different game. Right. You know, some there are games that are bigger, but I'm talking a lot of these, like, cheapo ones that we got for free, those are like that. That doesn't mean that they're not fun. Some of them have been really fun. And these ones that we've t- done so far weren't free, but we got them all while they were on sale. I only buy eShop games when they're on sale. So we got at least a discount. Anyway, then we played Namco Museum Archives Volume 2. That one, similar to the first one, although it has a lot more games that were only in Japan or other, you know, that didn't get North American releases. So there's a lot of lot more variety. And there's a lot more ones that are like, I mean, they're, they're all still arcade-type games, but there's a little bit more adventure-type stuff on there. The special game on that one is a little less special. It's this game called Gapless, which I think is maybe a Galaga sequel that was an arcade game 
And basically, the special thing about it is it was never adapted to NES, and so they made, like, an NES-style version of it. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's still just an adaptation of an arcade game. Where the other one was a game that was, like, super modern, and they demade it. This one, they just made an arcade game into an NES game, like all the rest of them. It's not bad, but the bigger attraction on this one is all the, the Famicom games that we didn't ever get over here, so... Fun, a lot of good fun stuff in there. There you go, and a lot more to go. Twenty-seven more games that we'll be playing. So make sure you guys go over and vote in our group, or uh, follow us on Instagram and vote when we have polls up on there. All right, what are we doing next? Well, up next we got some listener mail. You got mail. All right, you guys, this is really fun. We got mail this week. Notice I said mail. We didn't get email this week. We got mail this week. Mail mail? That's right. We got physical mail in the mail. And I was super stoked on it. I was totally surprised. Listener and a friend of the show, Mark Kalmbach, who has written in before. He's also, like, sent us physical stuff before. And he's a really great artist. And all of, every time he sends us stuff, he does, like, envelope art. Yeah. And so um, I'll actually post a picture of it in the in the Facebook group or maybe just on our main page so you guys can see on Facebook because um, it's super cool. And he sent me a book, which, I, I mean, again, this is not something I knew was coming. I wasn't expecting it. But he sent me uh, the Pradane collection, Chronicles of Pradane, which is, like, Lord Alexander, you know, the Black Cauldron, Book of Three, those that series. And it's, like, all the books plus The Foundling, which is, like, the, you know, short stories that are in the same universe. All of those in, like, one big collection. It's really That's cool. Different so artwork cool. and stuff. So it was really, really cool that he and did he that. just read through those with the kids, so. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite book series. I've read it over and over and over again. So the next time I read it, I'll, I'm going to read it in the collected volume there. So thank you, Mark. That was really cool and much-needed bright spot. Yeah, was, I love it. Like... You know, sometimes if you do your shopping online, you know a package is coming. But, like, a surprise package, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, like, What's this? For sure. Yellow paper on the porch? What is that? <laughs> it was great. And, you know, I don't just give out my address to anyone. But if you wanted to send us something <laughs> physical, you could contact us on email and we could give you our address. But and you have to go like through it. that step. I'm not posting it yeah, on the internet. Yeah, you know. that's safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured as much. But, you know, if you really did want to send us something, you could always contact us. But if you want to just email us as well, you could send us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Unfortunately, we did not hear back from Simam Calais yet this week. <laughs> so. I was so hoping Simam Calais would write us back. I was too, but I think... And tell us about his business. I think it might have been spam. I think I think in the end that, that's the takeaway there. Why can't he have been a real person? It could still happen. I mean, I've got the thread open, you know, the messenger. Man, I laughed so hard at that. That was some count your bones material. We actually did get a phone call from one of my family members, Melissa, who said that was like her favorite thing. <laughs> that listening to you cackle in the last episode. So thank you for listening, Melissa. I know you're listening to this one too. Yay! And that's it for Listener Mail. Make sure you guys write to us. We'd love to hear from you. All right, well, we do have one quick movie to talk about in movie time. Movie time. Now, we talked about this movie a little while ago. Well, we talked about that we might want to watch it. 
No, we watched it. We previewed it and we talked about it. Oh, that's right. You and I previewed the movie. We watched Signs. Yeah. We previewed Signs. M. Night Shyamalan, Signs. We previewed it. We said, that's oh, pretty scary. But the kids, first of all, Halloween time, Audrey's like queen for a day and she wanted to watch some scary like a scary movie. movie. But one, you know, again, we don't like gory stuff or whatever. So I mean, it's like scary, creepy, but that they can handle. It was on her birthday, and she's 13. And so she wanted PG. to watch her first PG-13 movie as a teenager, as a 13-year-old. Yeah, because we watched all the, like, Marvel. We've seen the Marvel movies. I mean, they've definitely seen some, but, you know, it was still fun to watch a PG-13 movie on her 13th mm-hmm. birthday. And so she picked Signs, and first of all, right off the bat, hidden inside the DVD for Signs was another Emperor for a Day coupon. Oh, my gosh. We were so excited that you found it. We've... You've been so close to that one because when we watched it, we streamed it. Yeah, yeah, we wanted. And I kept like talking about the special features, hoping you'd like grab the DVD and put it in, but you never did. Well, I did this time. Never caught on. But this time you forgot we streamed it and we just let you. Well, I like doing. It depends. I like doing the DVDs out in the living room more than the bedroom because I don't have to like drag it back out there. It's right here where all our DVDs are. Right, and I I kept like. I kept, I like filmed you because I knew you were going to find it, but you were like talking a big thing and you were like telling me to do something and I'm like, okay, and like trying to film you at the same time, but you found it. I found it. So that's, is that the fourth one I found now? I think that's number that's four, number right? number four. So I get another Emperor for day, but we're so booked up. It's not until like next year, right? Yeah. We, yeah. It's all holidays and everything going on over the next couple of months, so. You got you gotta like spread it out because you don't want to like overexert your fun. So now, do I need to go through like every DVD we have? I mean, who knows where you tucked another one? Like I tuck them all in the same type of thing. I think I almost found one today. Okay, tell me. Because I was like poking around, and Luke ran over and started whispering to you, real obvious. And then he was like looking around at me. I think there's one in the kitchen. I almost saw. You got to tell the kids not to be so obvious. <laughs> It didn't have to do with that, but that's cute that you think that. Oh, really? He was, like, watching me around the corner like he thought I was going to find something. No. You're just saying that to throw me off, though. You're so tricky. It is in the kitchen. You can look in the kitchen. That's fine. Clean it up and organize. I'm sure you'll come across it. Yeah, I'm good. That's okay. (laughs) So, how did... The kids like signs. I think they enjoyed it a lot. Like, they cuddle on the couch, and it was very intense. I've but... never had, like, in the others, they didn't climb on the couch and cuddle with us and, like, jump. Yeah, this, this one, one they, they totally did. climbed on the couch, and, like, spoiler alert, but when you first see the alien, like, it, there's the scene where the, he's watching the news. And the birthday party. At the birthday party, and it has the little kids. Like at the birthday party, watching, and he's like, "Move, kid! <laughs> like, move out of the way!" And it, the alien like crosses. It's, they both like shook. It's so <laughs> shocking and so amazing, and it's not like gory. It's just, no, it's just an alien walking across. It's just a like, little jump there, but and that's the thing. Like that's the kind of scary movie. Like we don't want anything gross. Nothing that's gonna like haunt their nightmares or anything yeah. like that. Just a fun, like, good, creepy movie and suspenseful. And they and, talked about it a long time after they, like, yeah, loved they it. Yeah, they really loved it. So, so it's fun. 
it's a fun little thing that we get to do with them. And I mean, it's kind of a heavy movie because it's dealing with the loss of, you know, a family member and like, you know, grieving and things like that. But I think they're old enough for that now and they seem to process it really well. There's a lot of room for good conversations there. And there's also a lot more humor in this one than in the others. Oh my gosh. So hilarious. They loved the humor part of it. Yeah. So that's what sold him because Audrey really wasn't sure. And then we're like, but this one's like really funny. She's like, funny and scary. So how is that possible? So we did that. Yeah. And that's, that's the only movie that we watched this week. That's it. We watched a few like shows and things, but that's really like all the stuff we did. It's been a busy week Mm -hmm. because we had all these other activities going. And because of that, that's where we're going to end the show. Yeah. It's time. It was a short but sweet episode. It's good. It's good. Then it doesn't take you so long to put out such a slick piece of uh, entertainment. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We are super excited that you guys listened this week. And we'd love to have you guys join us again next week. If you guys want to participate in the 30-day eShop Challenge, please don't forget to write us... To write to us. Please don't forget to vote in the poll on our Facebook group. And, of course, follow us along on Instagram to keep up with all of the actual video games that we do. And if you want to play along and you have a Switch, you can buy some of the games we're talking about and play along and tell us what you think. Or this can help you to avoid ones that are duds. Although, so far, they've been really good. Like, I'm very pleased with all of them. We're three for three. Yeah. The Namco Arcade ones, in particular, I'm happy because I know we got them for, like, a cheap deal. Not that they're not good, but, you know, they're, like, arcade ones. They have, you know, there's there's less time you're going to invest into an arcade game. They're not meant to be played for hours upon hours. And so you want it to be more of a budget title, and they are. Right. But I think that one was, I'm happy we waited for a sale for that. Yeah. Because they're a little pricey at the regular price. Right. But other than that, you know, and I think the Labyrinth game was only a few bucks too, so on sale. So anyway, really, really good. Hope you guys will follow along with us on that. And also we have big stuff coming up this month. We've got, like I said, we're going to be probably doing something around Thanksgiving. So we're going to try to keep these updates or these, you know, episodes consistent but there might be some, you know, delays and stuff as we get into the holidays. Uh-huh. And so we appreciate your patience. But don't worry. We're not going anywhere. It's just that time of year. Right. Where, you know, it might be a little more sporadic. We'll try to keep them on the regular. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And that's pretty much, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, that's kind of when we take our hiatuses yeah. during the holiday season in summer. So, and I mean, I don't have any plans tonight. The next few weeks we're going to have them out there, but just to give a heads up so you know what's coming. Yeah. All right. Any other stuff we need to add, Janelle? I think that will do it. We are glad you guys are with us once again. So, for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to. Mm-hmm.